Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming to What is Community Life Like at HDS? Um, we're a few minutes past the hour, so we're just going to get started. We have a great panel. Um, I wanted to introduce you. Well, I won't do all of the introducing, but Steph Gauchel is our Assistant Dean of Student Life, and he will introduce the rest of the program. Thank you. Can everyone hear me? Okay, good, the mics are on. Hi, yes, I'm Steph Gauchel. I'm the Assistant Dean for Student Affairs here at HDS. Um, I use he or they pronouns. I've been in the role for about three and a half years. My role is really to be a support person to all HDS students, because we're a small school that ends up being a pretty holistic approach. I work with students from everything from disability accommodations, Title IX issues, family health, personal issues, academic, so it's really kind of broad. Um, I also have the opportunity to work with Katie Caponera, who you'll probably likely meet during our time here, and the two of us really are the faces most connected with student co-curricular experience, events, things that people are putting on. Uh, we have about 30 to 40 student groups that are active each year, um, and there's always opportunity to form new groups. If you don't see a group that you want, you only need two people to make a group here. Um, so it's a, it's a good opportunity for building community and figuring out how to make HDS your own. Um, today, I'm really excited. We have three panelists with us. One of our panelists, unfortunately, was not able to make it, but we have three folks today of the 300 plus stories that you could hear of everyone's unique experience here at HDS. Um, really like to give you all an opportunity to hear from students directly about what their experiences have been, what their journey has been getting here, um, highs, lows, all those kind of things. And then really leave questions, especially because this is a smaller group, um, that we can leave questions at the end. So you really can ask specifics of, you know, what are you really trying to discern while you're here uh, today? All right, so I will just go through and do intros really quickly. And then we have uh, four question prompts that each person will answer. And then we'll have questions at the end. So first we have Francis Brumley is a second year Master of Theological Studies candidate, concentrating in religion, ethics, and politics. She is originally from Lafayette, Louisiana, where she recently spent the summer working as a faith outreach coordinator for the Louisiana Democratic Party. She is currently serving as the events chair of the Harvard Divinity School Student Association and co-president of Queer Rights, the LGBTQ student group at HDS. When she is not on campus, you can find Frances volunteering as an adult basic literacy tutor, playing on her recreational volleyball league, or working on her law school applications. Next, we have Aliyah Shimbro, uh, who is a third-year MDiv at HDS. They are a Unitarian Universalist on an ordination track, and this year they're complimenting, sorry, their studies by serving as a chaplain intern with the HDS Office of Religious and Spiritual Life. And then finally, we have Jared Batchelor-Hamilton, who's a third-year MDiv, currently attempting to write a thesis on medieval monastic chronicles. He was born and raised in Raleigh, North Carolina, and studied English and art history at UNC Charlotte. During his gap year, he participated in the DivX program and has been helping with DivX TED ever since. Apart from reading about mysticism and monastic space, Jared also serves as the president of Harambe, a student org here at HDS to support students of African descent. Um, so the first I shared with the panelists four prompts to just speak to. And the first one is if they could just each tell you a little bit about their journey to HDS. So if anyone, we can go down the line or popcorn, whatever people are up for. I can start. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so I had studied, I double majored in religion and art history in undergrad, and I spent a year 
working after, after I graduated at the Museum of Fine Arts Boston, but I just really miss um, studying religion, um, being, in, being surrounded by people that were studying religion, and so I knew I wanted to go back to graduate school. I was really interested in studying at an institution that was open to people from a variety of faith traditions and even no faith tradition. So that definitely narrowed down the list for me. I actually, a couple years ago, was sitting um, in a room just like this at Theological Education Day. Um, yeah, and I just met a lot of really interesting people and heard a lot of great stories and that I think the main reason I wanted to come to HDS um, was the opportunities at the university overall and sort of the open welcome to people from a variety of faith backgrounds. Great, thank you. Um, hi everyone, I'm Aaliyah, I use they, them pronouns. Um, my journey here was a little more circuitous. Um, I never studied religion before coming here. I think I took one class in undergrad that like had religion in the title, but we didn't really talk about it. Um, <laughs> I, after undergrad, um, I did a lot of odd jobs, um, piecework. I worked at a farm, um, and I got really involved um, in my congregation, and congregational life, um, and from there discerned um, kind of a call to ministry um, and started looking at my options. Um, I kind of resisted HDS at first. A couple of people had mentioned it to me, and I came up with a list of like five things that I absolutely needed. Um, in a place that I was going to go to school. They were pretty simple things, and the only place that had all five was mm -hmm. here. Um, so I came to Theological Education Day and talked to some people um, and really kind of felt the support um, of staff people that I met, um, and that made a huge difference in my decision. Um, like Aaliyah, I also do not study religion. I come from a family of like pastors, um, and so I was very averse to studying religion in college. Um, and daily, I wonder how I got to divinity school. Um, uh, so yeah, I um, studied English and art history, uh, and then my senior year, um, I happened to wander into a medieval Reformation class, and like. I stayed the semester. Um, and I remember thinking the first semester of my senior year, like, I think I went into the wrong major. Um, because I realized um, that the study of religion wasn't, um, wasn't what I had thought it was um, due to my like, upbringing and background. Um, and so during my gap year, I needed some time to percolate. <laughs> um, during my gap year, I uh, joined the I guess was accepted to the DivX program. Um, and so that was a, a transformative experience for me. I got to meet a lot of um, uh, cool people who were doing amazing stuff that varied uh, like across faith traditions and across uh, methodologies and approaches and whatnot. Um, and I knew that if I were to come to HDS and if they were to come to HDS, uh, fingers crossed we would all get in, that um, I would already have a community here. Um, and I had met a good number of people. I was very intentional when I came to like talk to people about like, do you like it? What are the classes like? What are professors like? Um, have you regretted your time here? Uh, all of these kind of questions um, that allowed me to, that allowed me not only to, to figure out whether HDS was right for me, but whether the people here were like right for me as well. Um, and so that's uh, how I got to HDS, yeah. Awesome, thank you everyone. Uh, the next prompt was uh, wondering if folks could talk about what were your expectations of HDS community and have they been realized? 
Are we going in the same order? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, we are? I'm struggling oh, good. with this answer, oh, good. to be honest. Oh, good. <laughs> um, my expectations of HGS community and have they been realized? I definitely, I think when I attended panels and I heard a lot of students speaking about what they were involved in and the things that they were up to, I was really given the impression that people were doing so many different things um, and really had the space to follow what they were passionate about. And that was really exciting to me. And I definitely have experienced that for myself. Um, a lot of people told me, um, I heard a lot that the best part of their time at HDS were the other students that they met and the friendships and the relationships that they formed. And that has absolutely been true. Um, I've met some of the most wonderful people here. And the community has been so life-giving and sustaining from times when school, when it gets hard. Um, and so my expectations that I would meet a lot of wonderful people and like have the have room to like grow and explore what I was interested in, I think have definitely been met. I think one one drawback is that because people are doing so many different things, um, people feel like sometimes it feels like people are pulled in different directions. And I want um, maybe like I wish to have like bigger cohorts and like certain activities, but people like want to do so many cool, take advantage of so many cool opportunities that sometimes people um, are spread thin in like their activities and the different communities that they're a part of. But yeah. I'm not exactly sure what my expectations were. Um, I think my hope was that I could find community here. Um, and so in that sense, um, that has definitely been achieved. Um, I, for me, like my experience of um, community life here has been that uh, there are some like central events that are really important to schedule in for my week. Um, in order to like see the people who like I won't see in classes um, or who like I, I only see like at community tea or at noon service. Um, and so there have been kind of HDS wide events that have been really important for like my own kind of sense of community formation. Um, and then there have been um, other events, um, whether it's like going to queer rights events or um, participating in like my spiritual community here is the HDS Unitarian Universalist Ministry for Students. Um, and we meet weekly, um, and that's been a really excellent experience um, to just be with people who are also kind of feeling out um, what it is to, to be a student in grad school and to have career aspirations that feel a little bit out of reach right now, but um, maybe someday <laughs> will actually be fulfilled. Um, and like what it, what it means to be a student like at Harvard and, and what that means like here and what that means outside in the world, that has definitely been there. Um, and I think the most important thing for me has been kind of being open to surprise, um, to not overly scheduling everything, and, and to be able to like say yes when someone's like, hey, do you want to go to this panel at the Kennedy School um, that like I never would have chosen for myself. But those like little opportunities to build community have been really important. Um, uh, my expectations of community were, I, I guess, I didn't really expect to have community, I think. Uh, I knew this place is like Harvard. What I knew of Harvard was like Harvard Law and that it was brutal and that you wouldn't, and it's super competitive. And so I guess I had expected that like people would be out to get me here or out to get like my research um, or whatnot. Uh, or that like if we were friends, we weren't like really friends. Um, but uh, that, has that been realized? No, <laughs> um, which I think is a good thing. Um, this place doesn't 
feel, or at least the divinity school, doesn't feel uh, competitive in the sense that like you would think of graduate school to feel. Um, in that like a lot of the um, a lot of your cohort is like going through stuff like you are, um, what it means to like be a student here, what it means to um, have to have to um, balance like social life with academic life and, and mental um, health and uh, all that all that jazz. So I would say that in terms of have they been realized, no in the competitive sense, but um, the, the formation of community has only happened because I've been intentional about uh, like seeking out that community. Um, and so I would say that community is what you want it to be um, and how much engagement you have with that community. So if you want um, a good, you know, good set of friends who you see consistently and that you hang out with, um, that, you know, if you don't see that happening, then form that for yourself and say, hey, look, let's do a study group. Let's go out to coffee. Let's do brunch or something like that. Um, uh, create that community if, if, you're not, uh, if you're not feeling that community at the, at the, at the forefront. Yeah. Thank you. You've talked a little bit already about this, but I wonder if each of you could speak to specific ways of engagement that you've um, explored while at HDS, whether it's groups or classes or across the campus. Yeah, um, so I think, uh, as mentioned before, so I'm serving this year as the events chair for HDSSA, which is basically student government at the Div School. Um, last year, I served on the events committee, so that was like a really cool way to get involved as a first year student, um, learn about how HGSSA worked and what the events chair did, um, which is I am responsible for planning three major social events um, over the course of the year, which is a lot of fun. I think it's the most fun position on HGSSA. Um, one thing, so we've talked about if you want something or you want a certain type of community or activity at HGS, but you don't already see it, um, you can create it. And that's something that I did last year. I haven't kept it up this year, but last year I had a club um, called HDS Expressions, and we uh, organized field trips to local museums and historical sites to go look at religious art and architecture, and so that was a lot of fun. Um, and I had a lot of support around that, which I didn't know whether or not I would have that. And I've, ha and I've seen friends sort of uh, form new clubs um, multiple times over my two years here. Uh, this year I'm also serving as the co-president of Queer Rights, which has been so lovely. It's been one of the most rewarding experiences I've had during my time here. Um, and we do things like we plan social events, we help connect students to the broader um, Queer Harvard community, we've helped, we planned a noon service, um, we're helping out with uh, Seasons of Light, which is another religious service that takes place at the end of the fall semester, um, and just sort of trying to be a supportive and joyful um, presence in like harbor on campus. Um, but yeah, those are the different ways that I have been involved. Oh, I'm also involved in the Harvard Prison Education Project, um, which has been really great. I, they connected me to a tutoring organization, so it places you at an institution in the Boston area, and you work one-on-one -on -one with an incarcerated student. And um, yeah, those are all the clubs I can think of right now. <laughs> Can you actually repeat the question? Sure, just uh, if you'd like to speak to different ways that you've engaged in the Harvard community, formal, informal classes across Harvard, any, wherever you want to take it. 
Yeah. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind um, for me is HUMS, which is the UU group. Um, I'm currently serving as one of the co-presidents of that group. Um, I've been on the board for two years now, um, and that's been a really like excellent formative kind of engagement um, that I've had with a group of people who, it's funny because like here you can seek out the people that you like want to spend time with, and then also you can be so happily surprised by the people who who's you end up in proximity with, um, who you never necessarily would have expected would become like your your closest people. Um, so Hums has been really important for me. Um, queer rights has been really important. Um, engaging with um, the HGS community as a chaplain intern um, has also been really like formative for me this year. Um, and really trying to tap into the different ways that we're going through a lot of transitions as a community right now. One of our buildings is under renovation. Um, and so we're all kind of trying to feel out like where, where are the new gathering spots? Um, and like what, what does the HDS community look like kind of in this transition? Um, and so that's been a really interesting um, kind of navigation that I think we're all engaged with. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's been good. Thanks. Um, uh, last year, I was on the Noon Service Steering Committee. Um, uh, noon Service happens every Wednesday. I'm not sure if you all know, but it happens every Wednesday uh, at noon. Um, and that was an incredible um, way to just kind of um, talk to people who have different uh, uh, faith traditions from my own. Um, so that was a really space, a really good space to have um, and develop community. And I, unfortunately, am not on noon service steering committee just due to time. Um, but uh, I would definitely recommend if you do come to HDS and you want to get involved in spiritual life um, and, and spiritual development, then definitely check that out. Um, uh, in my bio, I mentioned I'm the president of Harambe, Students of, of African Descent. Um, and essentially, it's just a student org that um, creates um, act, uh, activities and events uh, for students of African descent to just kind of fellowship. Um, I think black and brown um, people at, at HDS can sometimes feel isolated. We're always doing different things. Um, and we might not always be in the same classes. We might. Uh, so um, it's been a, a way for us to just kind of say, like, let's go out to brunch or um, let's do a PhD study session or, you know, just, just spend time together. Um, so that's been really, really great. Um, one of the ways that I would say, um, at least as advice of engagement, is to find HDS people um, uh, who do things outside of HDS. Um, so if you know, you're talking with someone and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm going into Boston for this, I don't know, club or something at the MFA or something, like do that, right? Because then you see them on campus, you develop a relationship with them that you have like on campus as well as you have this connection off campus as well. Um, and I would also say, um, those people who you say like, oh, let's grab coffee, but like you don't actually grab coffee with them. Um, like schedule a time to say, let's actually sit down for brunch. Um, it, it's very common here to say, oh, let's grab coffee and never like actually reach out. And that's one of the things that like um, I did a lot during my first year that like I was very intentional that I was not gonna do my second year. Um, I would not tell you, let's grab coffee if I was not gonna reach out to you. <laughs> so. Um, 
definitely like just, um, I don't know, be, be brave in um, those moments where you're like, I'm not sure if I want to talk to this person. I'm not sure if I would connect with this person. Um, I can honestly say that the community I have developed was because I was going to the Rock Cafe to grab soup and they happened to be sitting there and said, hey, oh, you want to sit here? Before you know it, we're talking for like an hour and grabbing coffee the next day or something. Like actually, grabbing coffee. So um, yeah, you, you sort of never know when your contribution to establish a community will happen and that's sort of the beauty of it because you get to be open about um, that it could happen tomorrow, it could happen today, yeah. Thank you. And then the last question, what have you found challenging and or rewarding about uh, community at HDS? Hmm. Um, I think I touched on this a little bit, but just that I think sometimes here, because there's just so many great opportunities, people are pulled in a lot of different directions. Um, and especially as the semester gets underway, you maybe have like less energy than you would like to commit to the different things that you're excited about and want to be a part of. So sometimes it can be hard to like, oh, I, I plan this cool event and I really want people to go, but it's Wednesday and people are tired and they want to go home. Um, so I think sometimes there's like an embarrassment of riches aspect to it. Um, and that has been challenging, sort of deciding what I want to give my time and energy to. Um, probably when the most rewarding thing about community at HDS, I think that I've been sort of amazed by how supported and held and cared for that I feel um, by my peers, like even outside of like my immediate close friend circle um, in grad school, like it's not always going to be easy, um, but I have felt like I could reach out and and that students would and my classmates would catch me and support me um, when times like when things got difficult, and I've been sort of consistently amazed by like the just the grace of my peers. Um, yeah, I, I, I hoped that I would have, a sh like, you know, I hoped coming into this new school, I was like, oh, I hope I make friends and I hope that I have people to eat lunch with. But I've um, felt really blessed by, like, the depth of the connection that I felt with people, um, even people that I don't see as regularly as I would like. And I think that that's something really, um, really special about HDS. I want to echo that um, the kind of solidarity that you can find among your cohort um, and among like all of your colleagues and all of the years here is, is really inspiring and amazing and one of the things that like makes going to school here continually worth it um, for me is being able to like lean on other people and knowing that like when they need it like I can also be that. Um, I think one of the things that I find frustrating is that we're all so passionate about our work, that's all we want to talk about, and sometimes I want to talk about things that like aren't what's happening in classes, and like I, I, want, I want to talk about real life. Um, and not that classes aren't real life, but you know, life outside of school um, also. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, people are, have all kinds of gifts that they, they bring, and, and sometimes you can get kind of like looped into the same, conversation about like, this paper is coming up and it's like, okay, but like outside of the paper, let's talk about life. Um, and when, when you get those opportunities to kind of redirect, um, those are some of the most amazing conversations that I feel like I've had here, so. Uh, I want to second actually just both of um, my colleagues 
comments. Um, I would say uh, you, when you establish community your first year, your community doesn't necessarily change, but your engagement with it might um, based on your priorities, based on um, if you take up leadership roles as you continue your time here. Um, class schedules, right? Your class schedule changes every semester. So there are certain um, times where, you know, you used to do lunch every Wednesday at noon and you can't do lunch then and um, kind of thing. So I would say your, your engagement changes um, and it can be very difficult to kind of uh, like find that intention of saying, I'm going to spend time with these human beings um, simply just, just because not because you're trying to create community is because you have community with them. Um, I would also say as a third year MDiv and speaking directly to MDivs um, here or uh, prospective MDivs, uh, you meet people in your first year in your cohort, you develop great relationships with them. Um, and then if they're MTS, they graduate. Uh, and so one of the issues that I'm facing now is where is my community when like my two really my, my two greatest friends here have graduated and they've moved back home and, and whatnot. Um, and so that's just something, I remember getting that advice when I was sitting in your spots three years ago and being like, oh, it's not gonna be me. And I'm like, darn. Um, so I would say like be, um, just be cautious about that. Um, and um, yeah, yeah. Great, thank you all so much. All right, we have time for questions if people have questions about community. Yes. I think we have mics coming around. Uh, so at the last panel, there was from mid-career HDS folks, and one of the panelists had talked a lot about how, um, given that she hadn't been in school for a while, uh, that she relied on a lot of her fellow classmates for guidance on the academic uh, rigor that the program entailed. I was wondering if any of you found that you had were relying on that and how you might have gone about seeking that if that was needed. I think the most important thing is to not be shy or embarrassed when you need help because we all are going to need help at some point. You're like, I don't remember how to do citations. I don't know how to search for this on the library website. Um, I found that people are really eager to help. I know that there are a lot of uh, resources around like writing, tutoring, or help with like sort of the logistical aspects of research. I know the librarians here are like so fantastic and always eager to help with research. Um, I know that even I didn't have a big gap coming from undergrad to graduate school, but I was nervous about like that sort of academic gap. Like, am I gonna, are my research skills gonna be like good enough? And um, I think that you'll find that a lot of people are in the same boat and have really have similar questions and concerns, but I think the most important thing is to be proactive and like, and not shy. Also like talking to professors and TFs is always really good for that. I remember my first semester here, it had been like three or four years since I had written an academic paper and the first paper was coming up and I was like, dear God, um, <laughs> I don't remember how to do this. Like I don't, I don't even know like how to like choose a topic, like, what, what, what if it's like not something that's interesting to me and like the advice that I got um, from a very wise professor um, in my time here was like, don't write about things you don't care about. Just write about the things that you care about and like all the rest will kind of come out of that. Um, that said, like fellow students are, are really supportive um, and like we're all kind of like navigating 
this new thing um, altogether. And so, like, no one, no one expects that everyone has it down, um, or that like you come in like fully ready to like graduate with your degree. Um, so I think that reaching out and, and just like being a little bit vulnerable about like, hey, this is like not maybe something that I'm super prepared for at this moment, but like I want to be, um, is really really helpful. Uh, yeah, I would second that. I would say um, our colleagues are extremely smart uh, and um, you are extremely smart as well. And the times in which you feel like you are not um, like grasping the material or you're not or you're struggling with the paper, um, you know, if, if you have someone who you trust their their um, writing judgment, like have them read over your paper. I know I'm very like I don't like people reading my work because I don't want you to think I'm stupid all of a sudden. Um, but very rarely, I mean, I don't think any of my colleagues think I'm stupid. <laughs> so I would say, uh, yeah, be brave in that regard as well. Like trust your colleagues, trust their input. Um, they know something that you might not know and, and vice versa. Um, yeah. Things we study here, it's always really interesting to read other people's work. Um, and so most people are really thrilled to like get out of their own zone of, of what they're focusing on and um, kind of explore something new. And if anything, if I can add, that's technically how like research happens, right? Like you read, <laughs> you read someone's work and you're like, oh, this is, there's a connection here. And then before you know it, you're like writing a joint essay or something. So, yeah. That question too also really um, gets to such a common conversation I have with first, the first year students in the fall semester. So many people, like people are coming from different disciplines. They've been out in the work world for a long time. They are a first gen you know, college student, let alone graduate student. So there's endless, Harvard itself can be an intimidating place. And I agree with what's been said, it's a less competitive feeling environment at HDS, but there still can be a level of performativity that's happening. So all of those makes a lot of sense. So I agree about the peers. We also have been fortunate for the last two years to have a teaching assistant attached to theories and methods, which is the one class everyone takes together. And that TA really just does a section on writing and helps you through those papers. So we try to build in supports, but it's, it's a common struggle. So I have a specific question, and I'm not sure uh, if, it's, if you guys could answer this. Um, but as someone who uh, is disabled and uh, um, not learning disabled, but disabled in other ways. Um, are any of you familiar with the accommodations process here at uh, Harvard in general, or Harvard Divinity School in particular? And uh, can anybody speak to that and what that experience has been like? Yep, my role is actually the local disability coordinator for all HDS students. Every, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so every school at Harvard has a local, some, like the college has its own office with a full staff, but because we're smaller, it's one of the hats that I wear. Um, and so I meet with students all the time to talk about documentation. If you've, if you've done that prior at uh, your undergrad, it, there'll probably be a lot of pieces that are very similar. I'm able to work with people's faculty. Um, I can write letters. I show you a draft of the letter to see if you feel comfortable with it. Don't disclose anything about diagnosis just provide information about
without accommodations. So there is a system in place. Um, it can get a little, not even trickier, but there's just an added layer if you're cross-registering, then I usually go through their office. But hopefully we try to make it as seamless as possible for you. Um, but yeah, there's a robust, and I'm always happy afterwards if you have specific questions too, to talk it through more. Other questions? Thanks. Um, this is for Aaliyah. You said you had five things that you were looking for. <laughs> and I'm curious oh what they were. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I wanted a place where there were UUs, so I didn't have to design my own curriculum. Um, I wanted also to be in a place where it wasn't just UUs, um, so the multi-religious aspect of this school um, was very much a draw. I wanted there to be a physical campus and a library. Um, I wanted there to be financial aid, and I wanted there to be restroom facilities that I could use in my daily life on campus. Um, and those are like very simple five things that I figured, oh, a, a bajillion schools would certainly have all of these. And it was like, the, I ended up finally with two that I was like looking at seriously. Um, so. Yes. Uh, <laughs> where am I? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was just wondering if you could each tell us a little bit about like what a week-to-week -week, like course schedule looks like for you um, and how much that might vary student to student. Thanks. Well, it varies a lot. <laughs> um, so I think the, the typical like full course load is uh, four classes. But if you're doing field education, um, if you're like in the MDiv program, or if you're an MDS who's just interested in field education, um, that counts as kind of like half a class, and then usually you pair that with meaning making. Um, so then that means that you have pretty much three other classes. Some of that like ends up being language. Um, there's like quite a variety of languages um, that people take here. Um, a lot of folks um, end up doing something that like is within their own tradition um, or tradition that, that they're most interested in studying. Um, and usually the, there's at least one class a semester that I've always been told um, that you should like take the class that um, makes you really excited and like want to get up for it in the morning. Um, and so that can be like any kind of thing. Some people cross register, um, some people just like take things that are very, very specific, um, but that are like super interesting to them personally. Um, it, can, it can really like vary depending on what your focus is, what drew you, what is being offered in a semester. Yeah, yeah I would say, um, it's interesting because my first semester, I only had classes Tuesday and Wednesday, and, and I was taking four classes, right? Like, um, and, and I was taking a class at, at Boston University as well. So it was, I, I thought all semesters were like, I was like, this is graduate school. Um, <laughs> and then my second semester, I had all of my classes were twice a week. So suddenly I had classes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and, and it was overwhelming. And I was also working because I was a student job. Um, and so I would say it definitely depends um, on the, 
how, mu how much engagement elsewhere around campus that you're doing. Um, if you do have a student job and you're working 10 to 12 hours a week, like you have to factor that in with classes. Um, like now, I am incredibly busy because of meaning making and field ed and uh, paper writing and whatnot. So uh, a, a lot of time is dedicated, especially to your first year. Like second year, you learn how to master it, but first year, you are you want to read everything, um, and so uh, you try to schedule in time for that. But you should. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but um, I'm saying you learn how to. Um, read what you want to read versus what you don't want to read, and you, you learn how to navigate the time better. Yeah. I will, I will I'll echo that. I think you learn very quickly to be strategic, and I think it's good to really um, ask a lot of questions at the beginning, beginning of the semester, sort of um, looking at different class schedules and the syllabi for different classes and sort of finding a good balance, especially if you're going to be working, especially if you're going to do field ed, especially if you want to be involved in clubs, especially if you want to go to the, all the great lectures or panels that are around. Like your time will fill up very quickly. Um, but yeah, I think you sort of um, play with the balance of that a little bit and you get better at it. Um, as, hopefully you get better at it as the semesters go along. Yeah. Like, there's always a lecture happening. There's always free food on campus. Usually you have to go to the lecture, get free food, um, kind of thing. And so uh, it's very easy to like see an event on Facebook and be like, I have to go to this. And all of a sudden, you've booked your day with a meeting, a lecture, a conference, uh, a coffee date, kind of thing. And yeah, so. Other questions? We still have a couple minutes. What would you say are uh, some of the best uh, outcomes or experiences of collaborating with other students through Harvard Divinity School, but also in some of the other disciplines and programs as well through the, uh, is it BTS, Boston? The, the BTI. BTI, there we go. Everything has an acronym, doesn't it? <laughs> Well, I'm working on a collaborative thesis right now, so that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know, I think mostly there, there are just like a lot of people around here who are really willing to do things kind of outside of the box. And you, you just have to like find where their interests meet your interests. Um, and there are a lot of possibilities. Um, that's what I have to say. Yeah, I think um, I think I I collaborate the most in different like, clubs and organizations, and I'm always blown away by the insight and like, skills that my classmates are bringing in. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking like, most recently, I, we had a HPEP club meeting, and at the beginning of the meeting, we always do some kind of like check-in, and usually that looks like a, like a rosebud and a thorn. Um, but this time, a student was like, we're going to do a sort of movement exercise. And then at first I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be terrible. And, um, <laughs> but it was actually like really lovely. It was like very, like, it gave us a lot of energy and we like felt more comfortable. It was like a great way to like break into the space and break into the meeting. So it's sort of like little moments like that, like being open to like the talents and like skills that other people are bringing in. I think it's been really rich. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, collaboration 
takes relationship first, like relationship has to be established. And so I think it goes back to like the community part of it. Um, if you have community with people, you're just sort of naturally gonna collaborate on certain projects, um, whether it be academic, whether it be extracurricular. Um, so uh, the collaboration is there if the relationship is, yeah. Also institutionally, we, um, one thing that comes to mind is Seasons of Light, which comes out of our Office of Spiritual and Religion, Religious Life, and that's a collaboration of all the different faith and non-faith traditions or you know, non-religious traditions on campus, and that's a really cool, same with the multi-religious commencement at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm always like struck, there was a few years ago where dining workers were on strike, and the HDS students really just, and I feel like it was in 24 hours, pulled together an interfaith service and provided spiritual counseling and care and translation. And so I think there's endless opportunities and it really kind of depends on who is that current group of students and what do they want. Probably have time for one last question if anyone has, has one. Can I just say, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm thinking about what yep. you were saying. Um, I don't want, one of the things I want us to be like thinking about in terms of HDS and as you, if you decide to come to HDS, is that I don't want our collaboration to always be reactionary. Um, I want, like, I think um, that the best collaboration has happened before some event has, has happened as well. And so, uh, I would say that, like that is something here. It's but um, it's faint, and that's one of the things that I think. If you decide to come to HDS, then that that could be. I would say think about that again. It starts with the relationship, um, but I I know I because I was um, sitting in you all seat when that issue had happened, and I remember when I came to HDS, and they was like the, the people who had organized it had said, yeah, we were already in relationship with one another. We were already talking about this, and so when it happened. We already knew how to act. Um, and so, yeah, I would, I would add that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much to the panel. Um, I'm, I'm, do people have a moment just to stand around just, or sit around? Okay, so if you have individual questions, feel free to come up. Thank you for your time, and thank you very much. Yeah.